Hello and welcome to another edition of the Agony Uncles podcast. We are the Hairy Bikers. I, unsurprisingly, are Uncle Sam. And I'm Uncle Dave. But yes. as always, we'd like to thank you for all your emails you've been sending in about your worries as you navigate life's sometimes potholed highway. Now, they're here, as usual, as our collection of little helpers with little hats on and little shoes. Uh, first of all, to bring us your emails of misery, it's, as always, the thin white Duke of Loveliness, Mr Jeeves. Hello, lovely to see you. And uh, yes, I have got my little shoes on and my little hat. Yes, they're only very small. I can see that from here. <laughs> but lots of lovely problems for you to be dealing with today on the show. And to add a little posh to our proceedings, a little gleam on the chrome She's here. She makes Lady Mary from Downton Abbey look like Olive from On the Buses. She's posh to ash. Hello. Morning, morning, morning. <laughs> right then, Mr Myers, wiggle that jingle fingery jangly thing. Whoa, I'm all like a fuffle. Oh, bing, bingly, bong, bong, bing. Hello, hairy bikers. Here is my request. I have got a problem that I must get off my chest Won't you listen to my story like a hairy Jack and Ori? Cause I heard your advice is the best In this episode of the Hairy Bikers Agony Uncles, Uncle Dave, Uncle Si and Posh Tash You're going to be wrangling with these worries, problems and poses We have a pie problem, we have a rude man revenge we have the sweet sound of wedding bills, and in Confidential Corner, it's a problem of positions. But first, we're going to start with a pie problem. And this comes to us from Bailey, who's written to us from Oxford, and says, Dear Uncle Si and Uncle Dave, I've grown up admiring you on the telly. I love cooking, and of course the new podcast is amazing. Oh, thank you, Bailey. He said, I never listen without laughing to the point of tears. I know you both love pies, and I've been struggling with keeping my filling from becoming too runny. Even if it starts out as a thick consistency, when I remove it from the oven, it usually comes out runny. I'd like some advice, please, on how to keep my filling thick throughout the cooking process. Uh, best wishes, that comes from Bailey, and it's over to you. What I do is I, I've got my pie filling, and I put it through a colander. Not through a colander, a sieve. I sit it in a sieve. You've got all those juices that come out into a pan. So actually the filling itself is pretty dry, not too dry. But then of course, with the residue, the juice, I make a lovely gravy. So I feel I have control over that. So you can moisten that said pie with your wonderful meat juice gravy. Mm. There's, a, there's a really old fashioned trick you can if you want your pie to be kind of slightly gravy, but thicker. You just do a, a roux, which is uh, butter and flour. And you make that roux and you do it in your pan and then you put your gravy in it and it goes as thick as out. And then you can put it into your pie with your filling. Um, because um, when people mass produce pies, what they do is they put the raw the, the ingredients that are cooked and then they top it up with the, that lovely gravy that Dave was talking about. Um, but it's normally really very thick. So that's that's how I would I, I would approach it and have approached it in the past like that. Oh, from your pie filling, just take like a small quantity, like a half a cup yeah. of the juice mm -hmm. off, and like when it's cool, and put some corn flour in. Flour. Yeah, that's and mix way. the corn flour in. That was then the northern cheap, not wasting butter sort of way. Slightly better for you as well. Yes, definitely so, definitely so. But you've got to cook it out, cook it out, because yeah. any any flour, you've got to cook the corn flour and you've got to cook the. the yeah, so you would actually. Out have to let it cool again. And with the cornflour, it probably set quite thick. 
yeah. it will return back to the, the texture you want inside. Yeah. Can I just I say for anyone who's not watching and not only listening that there's a lot of stirring involved because as Day uh, Sai was just explaining that there was a lot of hand gestures of stirring. <laughs> so I'm, he didn't mention the word stir. So yes. whatever you do with all those ingredients, keep stirring. <laughs> you see, I often find with a shepherd's pie, if you're not careful, it can be got too wet and your potato sinks. Yes. I, I always do the sieve and strain method. Because I kind of like it quite meaty mm. and the potatoes mm. and the cheese and whatever yeah. and the spices. But then I've got this lovely pot of gravy on the side, which I do, in fact, thicken with corn flour. Mm. I've oh. never thought of it or heard of it like that. I'm taking the liquid out before. Well, it's a bit like the, the worst. You always tell when people do cauliflower cheese that are a bit crap because, you know, you start with this lovely thick cheese sauce, but they don't dry the cauliflower off properly. You'll cook it, but not dry it. And you just end up with like this watery mess. Oh, yeah. I see. You see, we might be tips. we might be crap, but we're full of information. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about textures. Yes, it is <laughs> textures. Textures. It's the thing with vegetarian food, isn't it? You've got to have textures. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, good. Or just a plate of brown slop will not suffice anymore. I know. No Presumably, slop. then, if you have a really liquidy pie and you've got the pastry, if you're doing pastry in the bottom, you get a soggy bottom anyway, and nobody wants that. So, no. as well, yeah, you've got to have oh, it no. dry enough to have a crispy very, bottom. Very, very. Oh, yeah. yes. What? But one of the secrets to a crispy bottom is if you put your pie tin on a piping hot oven tray, that will crisp the bottom up as well. Uh, uh. So, put a uh, you know, oven sheet in the oven on the shelf mm. and then get that hot and then put your pie tin on that. That just helps the, the bum area crisp up nicely. Oh, well, there you go, Bailey. How to sort your pie out. And we hope that your pies from now on will be as thick as you want them to be. Food makes, makes everything, everything better. All right, your next problem is called Rude Man Revenge. For this, we need one male and one female name. So, Uncle Dave, a male name, please. And Uncle Si, a lady's name. Bill. Bill. Mia. Okay. This comes from Mia, who says, Dear Uncle Si, Uncle Dave and Posh Tash, I work in an IT department at a branch of a famous company which employs about 30 people. The sales director for the company, Bill, is a horrible, horrible man. He shouts at people, he's lazy, he's angry all the time, and he takes credit for things that he clearly didn't do. One day last week, Bill berated one of my IT colleagues in front of the whole office because his computer wouldn't come on one morning. When my colleague pointed out politely that his computer wasn't actually plugged in, he shouted at them even louder and called them several very rude names. Mm. I was upset at this on behalf of my colleague and I rather rashly reprogrammed his business Zoom account so that the name displayed on the screen when he joined a Zoom meeting was Miserable Cockheaded Arrogant Gobshite. Get <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yes, Brilliant. genius. It was, I admit, a moment of madness. His Brilliant. first meeting under his new name was to our head office in Manchester, and the bosses there, knowing what Bill is like, found this new name to be very appropriate and extremely funny. Bill, however, was not amused, became incandescent with rage and has blamed my colleague, believing him to be the culprit and threatening all manner of misconduct reprisals against them. Whilst I don't think he has any power to sanction my colleague, I do feel guilty that they're getting it in the neck rather than me. Should I say something or just let it blow over? Asks Mia. Over to you. He sounds a really miserable, bullying man. He sounds awful. Which is not acceptable at all under any circumstances. 
He does need it pointing out to him. There is clearly a culture, a, a, a very toxic culture in whatever office Mia is working from that isn't and shouldn't be acceptable in any company at all, ever. Awful. <laughs> And the bosses obviously know what Bill's like. Yeah, and have done nothing wouldn't have found it funny. Yeah. So there will be a HR that he actually needs, somebody needs to have a word with him because there'll be a team underneath who will be equally abused by Bill. And, you know, somehow just point out to Bill it's unacceptable. He needs to pull his socks up and calm down and get on with his job. And I don't think that will do him any harm either. Do you know, I'm feeling a bit sorry. I am fully agree with both of you, and I fully support what Mia just did because I thought it was absolutely genius. And the fact that the bosses have endorsed it and supported it, when in, in most places you'd probably get told off for doing that. I'm, I think, though, however, knowing how horrible this guy is, he's clearly directing his anger now at somebody who didn't do it. And I think Mia needs to stand up and say, that was me and I'm sorry, because actually... This is not fair on somebody who's totally innocent in the, in, in the place with a, now being confronted by a guy who's obviously an absolute bleep. Um, so I, f I feel Mia needs to put her hands up and go, I'm, I just want to confess it was me. Say it to the bosses, uh, but say there was a good reason for it. You clearly agree. Can we handle the situation? But yeah, I feel a bit sorry for the guy. He's now being shattered. That, I mean, that would be a brave thing to do, and and it's a it's a matter of scruples, isn't it? Really, mm. I don't think she should fess up. I know this whoever our colleagues getting it in the neck, but I think that her and our colleagues should get together, and maybe this the office should get together and and get this so. idiot out. It's like a mutiny, isn't it? A mutiny's yeah. called for now in a very civilized way. Okay. If, if everybody stuck together. Um, and, you know, it, it all sounds very reasonable. The bosses are aware of it. And just go, right, where do we go from here? Because we ain't going to work with you. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and I think I think it's it's one in, all in. Um, and I think she should, yeah, maybe she could put her guilt and efforts into doing uh, doing that um, rather, than, rather than worrying about fessing up because... And she can fess up to her colleagues and then we'll see how tight the ship is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Maybe, yeah. Maybe it's just speaking to that one colleague that's getting in the neck and go, I did it for you. I couldn't watch, stand by and watch it happen. I I'm know sorry you're getting yeah. in the neck now, but I'm on your side and I did it to let's take action. Yeah, Either exactly. that or get three tonnes of horse manure delivered on his drive. <laughs> <laughs> Another practical solution. <laughs> yes, not that we're endorsing vandalism. Or, or, or concrete blocks, which are harder to shift. <laughs> it's so sad there are people like that in the world still. They're that arrogant and that aggressive in the workplace. It's so oh, God, crazy. there's a lot of them. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what why, you know, we need a form of gentleness, you know. And I do think that that, that phrase snowflake's wrong because, you, you know, to me it's quite gentle and even-handed, you know. Uh, we, need, we need a bit more caring, you know. But, but people's lives are equally important and obviously Bill's causing an awful lot of angst to a lot of people. Yeah. And it needs to be stopped. Yeah. It could be as simple as, you know, he's got the power to stop all this misery and it'd be really easy. Yeah, um, so right. And somebody needs to tell him. Good advice. There you go, Mia. That's the view of the panel. Okay. Well, we'll take a moment here. If you've got problems, you'll be fine. Just drop the agony uncles a line. Our next problem is called Wedding Bills. And for this, we need a lady's name. So, where shall we go for this posh You're coming to me, I've got a feeling, and I'm ready. Uh, not. 
Oh, I'm looking out the window and I can see a tree and it's got blossom on it. I'm going blossom. Blossom. Oh, very good. I thought you were going to go for Penetra yeah. there, but no, blossom yeah, is good. God. You know why she's gone for blossom? Because she's run out of her neighbours' names. Yeah, I, I was thinking about run this out. the other day, like, you know, like you do randomly on the beach. I'm thinking... <laughs> You cannot be going through your neighbours' names because, yeah. you know, some of this stuff is a bit fruity. Exactly. I agree, but I'm picking a name against them. But if you think about it, I don't have many neighbours because I'm so posh. I've got oh, yeah. so much land around. Of There's course. really only one neighbour for miles I can ever pick on. Yes. So that's all done now. So I'm going to have to go for the trees. It'll yeah. be Ash next week and Oakley the week after. There's Oakley. only one neighbour and they're in Oakley. Kent. Yes. Uh, well, let's go for that. Let's Rivet. go for Blossom then. Here we go. Blossom <laughs> writes... Rivet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Listen, it's we'll, true we'll, though. That's the worst bit, Dave. It's true. I've got hounds of Brentford down the road. I'm we'll, in we'll, Richmond. We'll, we'll need some. Uh, yeah, we'll need some other male names. I like Brentford. We'll have that at some point. Uh, right, let's go. Blossom writes, dear hairy bikers and posh tats, please help us. I don't know what to do. My best friend is getting married and has asked me to be chief bridesmaid, which I was so happy about. It's her second time around, and she doesn't want a repeat of her first wedding, which I was also at. That was in 1980 in a working men's club in Cleethorpes. It rained. The band didn't show up. The groom got so drunk he passed out in the toilet and her new father-in-law started a fight with two of her brothers. <laughs> this time, this time, she wants him to know. Sounds like a good wedding. That's a good wedding, yeah. Sounds great, actually, yes. <laughs> This time she wants it to be amazing, so she's getting married in Mauritius. The, the problem hell. is that's a, that's a leap. Right? It's it? a leap, isn't it? You the she's done well for herself. <laughs> Where can you find those ones? I'm looking. <laughs> <laughs> we're here, darling. We're here. The problem oh, is, <laughs> says Blossom. <laughs> the problem is, and it's really wound me up. She hasn't offered to pay for me or any of the bridesmaids to go out there. Now, I can afford to go, but something is bugging me about the fact that she chose to get married there, but she's not offering to pay. So, is it okay to ask her for the price of the airfare, or at least if she was thinking of offering anything towards it, or do I have to keep Sturm and just get over myself? Asks Blossom, over to you. Oh, you can't Picky. expect her to pay for you to take to Mauritius. No, but you can't expect your bridesmaid to pay for it either if she hasn't got the money. Oh, it's a bridesmaid, yeah, so it's quite close on the scheme of things, isn't it? She's got to be yeah. there. It's kind of catch... That's a bit tricky, that one. Well, I, I, hmm. Yeah, it is. I, I mean, I kind of would think that it should have been discussed prior to that. And you just mm. it, it's all about that conversation, isn't it? I guess, in planning it all and kind of going, you can't just have this high-handed expectation that everybody can afford to go to Mauritius. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think that's tricky, that one. I think, yeah, you definitely discuss it beforehand or just say, I appreciate it if you can't make it, but I'd love you to be there as my bridesmaid. But Yeah, so yeah. Like if, if you... I mean, with, you're talking about weddings recently and, uh, you know, like going abroad to get a wedding, if, if it's kind of Italy or the Mediterranean or somewhere where you could organise in advance... Block book, you can fly really cheaply. Yeah. I know it's probably not the most ecological thing on the planet, but basically, you know, for 50 quid you can get there. And yeah. then that's all right. But Mauritius, it's a whole new bulk. It's a whole new dynamic on your wedding, actually, isn't it? Because yeah. I think by then it's got to be just like very close family and yeah. the couple. Yeah. It's assuming yeah. everybody else can't afford one, the time and the money. It may be that she's saying we've missed this information, that she's actually being paid for when she's there. Everything, the, the hotel accommodation, the food, she's there for a few days, and that'll be paid for. So maybe they're thinking, well, she gets that, of course she'll pay the airfare and it gives them this free party holiday. 
that, and that maybe is fair. We think budget wed weddings, um, budgets of weddings are so small, it, you know, you, you stretch them out to every, per you know, little bit of petal that's floating around on your table in the evening. And, you, and I just think, yeah, you can't extend it to the bridesmaids airfares, but you need to be understanding enough that they can't come if they can't afford it. Yeah, I, yeah. I think if they've been, I think, yeah, if we were in receipt of the whole information a bit, um, uh, uh, Jeevesy, it might be that, you know, like Tash says, if if they, if if she doesn't have anything to pay for while she's there, yeah, then that's kind of okay. But but fundamentally, I think there's been a a communication step missed, whereby that I'm thinking about having it in Mauritius. I'd love you to come, but as you say, Tash and Dave, look, if I kind of get there, if you kind of get there, I kind of understand. <clears throat> but I'd yeah. love you to come. Yeah, if you're not posh and Bex, it's pretty unreasonable to expect yeah. all your mates to sort yeah. of change their life and maybe save for a year to come to your wedding. <clears throat> um, yeah, it's a bit and also, time. it takes time out of your holiday if you've got a job. I mean, you get married here, mm. it's one day out. But if you're going to Mauritius, I presume you're automatically not, you're not going to go there for a night. So you're taking time out of holidays, so she may have to use that up from a job. She's also maybe have to take special time out and not get paid for it if she's a consultant or freelance. So there's a whole other bag of things, I think, by asking someone to fly out there. I mean, we, we always come back to it, don't we? Communication, sit down yeah. and talk about it. And if only they'd sat down beforehand and just said it, it might've been easier. I think you're just better off just having a blooming good time in the UK somewhere yeah. than going to Mauritius and having a fabulous honeymoon and staying there for a month. Yes. Ooh, you know, nice. and ask anybody who can afford it, they're welcome to join you. And then then it's like an open invite to share your holiday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But but the actual Beano mm -hmm. itself, like it sounds like the first wedding was a right laugh. Yeah. <laughs> well, mm, yeah, a laugh. I mean, a few punches, a few black eyes, you know. No band. It's a bit of a silent punch up, isn't it, at the back of the pub? What's the matter with that? I once <laughs> went, went to a wedding that, and it was down in Regent's Park Zoo oh. and it was funny it was like a, a banqueting room there and it was dead good anyway what happened was that the father of bride was pished and he was making his speech and he thought it was going down really really well because everybody was laughing except that what he didn't realise at the foot of the table, there was a chimpanzee who was masturbating. <laughs> the chimpanzee who was knocking himself out, was going down a storm. And so when the bride's father, who was making slightly risque comments, thought that they were encouraging him, it wasn't. It was the blissfully unaware happy chimp. Well, Whenever think... I'm sad, it might be 40 years onwards, I look back at that chimp. <laughs> and thinking, with that chimp had balls, do you know what I mean? He did, and he had them out and all by the same <laughs> <of things. laughs> Okay, well, that way. look, the piece of advice that uh, Blossom asked for is, uh, well, it's okay to ask for the price of the airfare, so let's uh, let's wander around the table. Uh, we'll start with you, Uncle Si. I think it's probably, I think you should initiate the conversation and say, what were you thinking? So you can do it slightly diplomatically rather than going here, are you paying for me to go out? Just yeah. saying, what you know, listen, what, what's the thought process? I, I'm, have I got my accommodation paid for? Am I, pay, am I paying for the airfare? And just see, see what she says. Uncle Dave. 
I'd jacked the idea of going to Mauritius Inn now, and on hindsight, I'd booked the banqueting hall at Regent's Park Zoo. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, that particular chimp probably is dead by now, but I'm sure they've got something like a little fawn or something that they could bring through for the guests to stroke before oh. they get the pudding. Nice. And post-tash? I think, no, you can't ask, but you can talk to your friend about why you can't afford to go. Well, if you're down, if you're down, now don't get drunk, don't get drunk, just send an email, just send an email to the agony uncles. To the agony uncles. Uh, we have a, a quick problem to do here. It's a quick and as much as it's very short. So I thought we'd pop this one. It's called a problem of positions, and this is for the first mm. problem we've ever had where it's remaining anonymous. And it's anonymous. I'm not even going to ask for a name because I don't know whether it's from a man or a woman. Ooh. It's very quick. It just goes like this. Hello, boys. I absolutely love my gorgeous man just the way he is. He's a much larger man. But frisky time turns into a game of Tetris, trying to get positions sorted so that everything fits where it should. Any suggestions? Anonymous. I suppose stage one is she goes on top. You know, or the reverse... Oh, yes, or the reverse cowgirl. Or cowboy. Boy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've got to get this right. Yes, we're all right. We're this, is good. this is a world right. of pain, this right here. <laughs> Well, that's probably what she's in, or he's yeah, in. Oh, I don't man, know. Yeah, well, we're, not we're not sure. I mean, if he's a big <laughs> lad, you know how to do Where do we? Where, <laughs> do, where is this going? Where, where do we start? Um, uh, uh, I've got it. I've got it. Have fun trying to find your perfect mm, position. It's a good idea, that. Yes, yeah. but I think. If you're doing the wheelbarrow and he's the one that's down below, it's not going to happen, is it? Because you need to, you need to go to the Arnold Schwarzenegger conference. She's, if he's big, she or he's not holding him up. If he's on a wheelbarrow, that's big, right. That's, that's heavy. right. Unless you go into the Schwarzenegger conference in yeah. Birmingham. Yeah. Oh, see. Sorry. Yes, you're right. What's a wheelbarrow? Oh, I'm not even going to. I'm not going to describe. Not, no. Or Look example. <laughs> no. <laughs> Look it up on the internet. <laughs> Um, yes, look it up on the internet. We know what Dave searched for now. Right. Not just any normal wheelbarrow with your fresh veg that you've got in your garden. Look, now, go back to culture. Why not oh. just buy yourself a copy of the Kama Sutra? There's oh. loads yes, of positions very good. there. You know, it's yeah, all fashion. Yeah, good advice. Yeah. Yes, but you need to be a yogi to get into some of them. Well, you know, it's, again, you might lose weight. He, I'm, she. I'm just him. thinking, we all know where the essential bits are, generally. I mean, it can't be that hard to find a position. We know which bits go together. <laughs> Surely it's it's just a matter of finding comfort, isn't it? You know, it's not like you've got to try and... Well, we did have one listen, didn't we, once? We had to try and find it first. Oh, yeah, yeah that, that, was, was that, was a, that was tricky. So once you found it, you kind of know what you're going to do with it. So you just got to get yourself in that find, position. Tash, that phrase, finding comfort, is a human being, not a sofa. Yeah. <laughs> but you want to be comfortable if you're having fun. You don't Talk want to be sort of contorted. No, as, you're oh, absolutely no. right. No, no, you're right, Tash. I'm absolutely in in, in agreement. <laughs> what you could do, you could try and practice with a cushion or your pillows. Hey. So what happens is... I'm not go, sleeping in your house again. <laughs> Bloody hell, I won't be able to put my head down anywhere. Put it down, Tash, put it down. You don't know what he's been doing. No, what I'm saying is, if you go... If you have the, you're having a chat in your bedroom, aren't you? You know, yes. and, and, and uh, the, the, you, the couple are there, and you go, well, you listen, you're a bit portly, and it's a bit, you know... I, I, how about we try it like this? But don't actually do it, and just go through the... You know, try it with a cushion, just just to get yourself into the position and see what he or she thinks. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, just, yeah. you know, a bit like Airfix. 
I don't know. No. I don't know. No. Well, yeah, you could practice at home alone, I suppose. You could a bit. I'll tell you one thing that would work is when I was doing Strictly, it was to, to improve my posture. They sent me to anti-gravity yoga, which is that thing where you hang what? like a bat from the ceiling, oh, you know, on like cool. these straps and you can invert and everything. Oh, I love and I've got that. to admit, when I was in my anti-gravity yoga class and, you know, not, not that a lot of the people were unattractive, but I just suddenly thought that this had huge potential at home for one's positions. You know, you could hang like a bat and be done to, as it were. <laughs> that's <laughs> called S and M, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that is. Oh, no, that's no, no. fundamentally. <laughs> what no, you're no, no. The straps were very comfortable. <laughs> yeah, which is comfort. See, comfort comes yeah. first. <laughs> Anti gravity. In fact, I did buy myself. Um, oh God. <laughs> a, a set of anti-gravity yoga uh, in my house in France. I set it up from beams. You know, outside you had that that like barn. Do you know uh, what? I had it hanging from the beans, but I nearly, you know, I, I didn't get my distance right, and I clobbered my head on the concrete. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what that was? Yes. I did. I, I didn't ask. I just thought. I, I just thought. I, I'm not going to see anything. Oh no, it's good because it you looks... feel weightless. Yeah, I've been looking for a class recently. Actually, I really want to go to one of those classes where you hang and you just do yeah, all these amazing nice. fluid movements. Yeah, I've been looking. For... There's so few around. There's only central London. Yeah, it's the bat was the one I liked, and when you're in it, you got like you feel so comfy. You should try it, Kingy. I, I will. Yeah, if they haven't got it in central London, the street chances of getting it in the tomb, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I mean you know. No, I don't know. I bet there is. I bet there is. You've got everything up there. Ooh. You've got flotation tanks, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Maybe we floating. should find somewhere and we can all go and have a try of it together. Yeah, what the be in it? We can go and do yeah. a oh, podcast yeah. while we're all floating. In weightless. Anti gravity. Anti gravity yeah. podcast. Yeah. What happens if you need to go up the toilet? Well, you. Unhook, I suppose. <laughs> Take the straps off. You have off. to do it yourself. Do you yeah, yeah, yourself? yeah. You just flip this way that way and get yourself. Well, yeah, you're not tied in. You're not, we're not talking bondage. It's not, you're it's not, not like say, a... safe word. Safe word. Is it not that? All right. Okay. I, yeah. This is no, a whole like, new education for me. No, this it's, is it's not like gimp stuff. You know, this is. <laughs> no. This no. is this. You're, you're perfectly in control, and you can invert and swirl yourself around. Put your arms out, a different shape, and. Pull your handles and ooh. What handles? Ooh, yeah. You have handles? Yes. This is brilliant, this. Yeah. And these could be termed now as love handles, couldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> I saw what you did there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the advice then for our anonymous person is uh, uh, some form of uh, weightless yoga. Yes, it'd be better than shagging a cushion. Put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm with what you, Dave. Sanitary. <laughs> no, you know, you've got the, you know, that's what detergent's for. <laughs> if your life's in a mess, then the email address is theagonyuncles at theherrybikes.co.uk. Yeah. As always, we send our thanks to you for listening to us and for sending us in your lovely thoughts, comments, problems and conundrums. Remember, the email address to send us your problems to is agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. That's agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. We'll have new episodes for you every Friday. Uh, you can always rely on the Agony Uncles podcasts for a little weekend-like relief. Just follow and subscribe to make sure you don't miss a single one. So from Pishtash, I mean Poshtash. Goodbye. The thin white duke. Well, goodbye. And from us. Tra. Yeah, bye bye everybody. Bye, safe, safe.
Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.